Good morning, everyone. And welcome to the Lord's House for worship today. There was a 103-year-old woman, woman asked, How did you live so long? What's the secret? And she answered, tequila. <laughs> she might have been right, I don't know. But today as we face and know the last day is coming, God doesn't just give us an answer for maybe what can give us a longer life on earth, but he gives us the answer for what brings and gives eternal life. And that's Jesus Christ. He fills us with hope. Order of service is found on screen or in your worship folder. At this time, let's begin with our opening hymn, 494. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ 
and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. God invites us to come into his presence and worship him with humble and penitent hearts. Therefore, let us acknowledge our sinfulness and ask him to forgive us. Holy and merciful Father, I confess God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given his only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for all of our sin. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ, and by his authority alone, I forgive you all of your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The works of the Lord are great and glorious. His name is worthy of praise. Let us pray. Lord God Almighty, so rule and govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit that we may always look forward to the end of this present evil age and the day of your righteous judgment. Keep us steadfast and true and living faith and present us at last holy and blameless before you. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. New member induction is in the 1030 service. First lesson for us this morning is from Malachi chapter 4. That day is coming. And through faith in the Lord, it is a blessing to God's people. We read, Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And the day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its rays. And you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Then you will trample on the wicked. They will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the decrees and laws I gave him at Horeb for all Israel. See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you, before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. The word of the Lord. The hearts of the children turn to their heavenly Father with the next anthem.
Second lesson is from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Did, did that first lesson offend your sense of propriety a little bit? I mean, we're talking about people becoming stubble and trampling and all of these graphic images that are going to happen to people on the last day. The first line of our second lesson emphasizes God's judgment is right. This is what's going to happen. And he doubles down on it in this second lesson, emphasizing God is in the right to do this and is just to carry this out. We read, all this is evidence that God's judgment is right. And as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you. Because you believed our testimony to you. The word of the Lord. based on these words from Luke chapter 21. <clears throat> Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen and what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, Watch out that you're not deceived. For many will come in my name, claiming, I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines and pestilences in various places and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison and you will be brought before kings and governors and all on account of my name. And so you will bear testimony to me. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm and you will win life. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for the hymn.
the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who gives hope. Brothers and sisters in him. What Pastor Bodie talked about in the picture he painted last week was just incredible. Heaven in all of its splendor. God in all of his glory. And the people of God all gathered there together around their Lord who saved them. As the disciples looked around at their earthly circumstances in our lesson from Luke 21, they were wowed by a very different picture. They were on the Mount of Olives and it was close to sunset. The sun was going down and they were looking westward at just an incredible picture of the sun setting highlighting all of the temple. Here's the temple that was built. The third one. In all of its grandeur, architecture, planning, it was just breathtaking. King Herod was a master architect. He was a master builder. He took that second temple apart, block by block, very delicately. That was a very modest temple that was built. Didn't look anything or very, very palely compared to Solomon's temple. And so he took it apart block by block, he built up and re-engineered the entire base of the Temple Mount, huge stones in place so that with that infrastructure they could widen the entire top of the temple and add courts in all kinds of places at the top. And then he used those same blocks and built it, rebuilt it into the incredible third temple that was there in Jesus' day. This thing was magnificent. And so here they're looking westward, just a few minutes by walk at the Mount of Olives. They're looking west, and they're looking at these massive stones, this massive project in engineering, and they're seeing the sun glisten off the gold of the temple. All of these things demonstrating just sheer size and scope and just amazement. This really was something to behold. A couple years ago, I was standing probably in a similar place with a group that went over and we were standing at the Mount of Olives and here I was imagining just what that whole temple would have looked like back in Jesus' day. Even just the idea of it is incredible. And then there's this note of the disciples when they say in Luke 21, all of it, all of the engineering, all of the planning, all of the blocks, all of the all of the, the workers and their work, all of the offerings given, all of this done to the glory of God. Just incredible. And on that Kodak moment, Jesus pours cold water. And he says, not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. I've been able to watch and take some coffee breaks over the last six to eight weeks and watch what's happening on the south side of our campus. And that is also incredible. I mean, years of planning, meeting after meeting after meeting, subcommittees, regular committees, all of these things coming together to put together plans that are so thoughtful. And then, day by day, to see the foreman carry these things out in such a planned way. He's got the right workers on the day. He's got the right materials there on the day of. He's got the right equipment and tools and machinery. All of these things coming together. And then in the last few weeks in particular, the subterranean stuff, you've got the, you've got the plumbing, you've got the electrical lines going in. So they did the earthwork, they did the footings, they did the frost walls. And now everything has come together so that the floor, just prior to this frost... The floor is complete. I mean, just incredible. But that has been about three years of planning and about two months of work. Forty-six years they took to build the temple, according to John 2. Forty-six years they had been working on And I don't even know if that included the planning. All of the, who knows, hundreds if not thousands of workers going into this to build this incredible structure. And Jesus says, not one block is going to be left on top of another. The whole thing is coming down. The grandeur and glory you see now is completely going away. 
And you can imagine for the disciples that, I mean, this was the house of the Lord on earth. The disciples who took this so seriously, this was just a deep gut punch to their senses. This hurt. And so you can imagine, of course they're going to follow it up. Lord, when? When is this going to happen? And, and what's going to be the sign? And so Jesus twists the discussion a little bit and looks to the future and he rolls out to them a continuing picture that still isn't pretty. He says, watch out that people don't, uh, that people don't lead you astray. Many are going to come in my name claiming, I am he, I am he. Don't follow after them. Oh, and that's not it. There are going to be wars and rumors of war. Kingdoms are going to rise up against kingdoms. And that's not it. There's going to be earthquakes, famines, pestilence, hurricanes, tornadoes, tsunamis, all of these types of things on earth. And that's not it either. You're going to be seized, arrested, persecuted, imprisoned. Many of you are going to be forced to testify before kings and governors. And if that wasn't enough, your own families are going to hate you. Parents, brothers, sisters, relatives, friends, they will betray you. And they will even put some of you to death. Do you guys see what Jesus is doing here? As the disciples were awed by the size of these stones in the temple complex itself, and he teaches them all of these stones, these blocks are going to come crumbling down. Now as he looks forward at the future of life on earth, he says the same thing. All of these basic fundamental things of life, these basic blocks to society are going to come crumbling down too. Have you seen what's going on in the Christian church today? Not only in the United States, but around the earth? Have you heard the things that people are actually saying about Jesus? About how he's not the Son of God? About how he's not the Savior? About how there are many, many ways to get to heaven? There are going to be a lot of people that are not going to be right with God on that last day. Have you seen what's going on in Florida in the last number of months? Tropical storms, hurricanes, have you seen what's going on around the earth? Earthquakes, famines, all of these things happening to the earth? Have you seen what's going on with, with ruthless governments and the way they persecute and take Christian life? Whether in the United States or even abroad? The things we can't talk about today, even in our own country in public? Have you seen what's tearing apart the fabric of society, that basic building block, even the family in the United States as, as people don't even understand their own bodies and the things they're doing to it and the harm and damage they're doing to their future on earth? Well, when Jesus talks about the future, he doesn't have one good thing to say on earth. Why? Why? Why is the outlook so negative? Because this earth, this world is not the be-all and end-all of life. This is not the final destination of people. This is not where it all ends. This world is still afflicted and affected by sin and every single thing is corrupted by it. The church today is corrupted by it. The earth is corrupted and affected by sin. Government is certainly corrupted by sin. And frankly, families are too. All of these things in every way are hit. And every one of us here that's gathered today, you've seen this. It, it's gone on and affected your very own life. How can we not see it? Or, or, or did you somehow think the, uh, the election this past week was somehow going to save us? I mean, isn't that how it was portrayed? Oh, this is the most important election of our lifetime. We have to act. We have to do these things. What arrogance. That's kind of like standing on the east side of the temple looking westward with the disciples and being awed by the size of these blocks. 
we're completely looking at the wrong picture. We're focusing on the wrong thing, which is exactly why last week, last Sunday, the scripture reading and the lesson Pastor Bodhi brought us is not just one for last Sunday. It's one that you and I need to hold on to for this weekend and going into the future. I want you to hear it again. From Revelation. No longer will there be any curse. Well, I've been waiting for that. I can't wait for that. I'm looking for a place like that. No more sin. No more consequences of sin. No more having to lock my doors, lock my car. No more wondering what's going to come out of me today or what's going to come out of people. What thing is going to surprise me today where I'm going to shake my head at in my life or in the lives of others around the world? There is a place where there is no sin. That's heaven. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in that city. Finally, not just a representation of God like the temple that did represent Him, but finally God's own presence is going to be there and you're going to see it. He's going to have a permanent, perfect government right there in the front of all of His people and His servants will serve Him. That's a joyful thing, not a do-I-have-to kind of thing. God's people who love the Lord, who know they're loved by God, they want to serve Him and His people. This is where it's perfectly carried out. They will see His face and His name will be on their foreheads. You know what that emphasizes? People aren't embarrassed of their relationship with the Lord. They wear the Lord on their sleeve. They love the fact that God is their God and God loves the fact these are His people. Nobody's embarrassed or ashamed to have the Lord as their God. Finally, everything just out in the open. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light in my favorite. And they will reign forever and ever. This is your future. You are going to reign here. That's a term for kings and queens. You will reign in heaven forever and ever because Jesus came here to this earth, to a place with no hope, until he came and fulfilled his promises. Jesus came here and went to that cross and became your substitute. And he took the consequences of what every sinner deserved. He took your sin. He took your guilt. He took your shame. He took your place. He suffered your hell on that cross so that by the power of the gospel, the good news of what Jesus did there, that you would know God credits to you through faith in Jesus the perfect, complete, whole, total life of Christ and he places it for free on your account. So that when you face God on the last day, you have everything you need. Because Jesus stands for you. This is your future. This is your God. And these are your people. And these are the people we will be with. Hold on to this and don't let it go. And hold on to this and don't let it go no matter what the future of this world has in store for you. No matter what comes against you from the earth, no matter what comes against you from the government, no matter what comes against you from the family, hang on to this picture and don't let it go. I got to kind of put a little asterisk by Jesus says nothing good is going to happen in the world in the future. There's a, there's a small little asterisk there. There are some good things. The, the one good thing that he says is that your God will be with you. God will be with you. He will stand by you. He will be in you. He will go forward with you in this world, no matter what comes. You can't stop false prophets from coming into the world and coming into the church and doing their false prophesying. But you know what? You can stand on the word of God and you can get away from them and you can find a church that teaches the truth. You can't stop famines and pestilences and earthquakes. You can't stop disaster and destruction from affecting this earth and this world. 
But you know what you can do? You can ground your anxiety and your fear in the promises of God who will fulfill them and protect you. You can't stop the government from carrying out its threats and coming after you and persecuting Christians. But you know what God promises to do? Let me read it here. He will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. God promises to speak through you and testify through you to proclaim the good news. You can't stop family from hating each other and persecuting and doing foolish things to themselves and maybe even carrying out their threats. But God won't ever do that. God will not betray his family. God will not turn against you. No, God will help you. God will take care of you. God even promises to save you down to maybe what's the most insignificant part. He will save that tiniest hair from your head. In the midst of this world that is hostile and hateful and spiteful, do you see the good news? Your God is here to help. He's here to provide forgiveness. He's here to give you strength through the word of God. He's here to fill you with hope. And as he does that by the word, look at what he's doing. He's building you up block by block by block into an incredible picture that the world can never tear down and tear apart. He even said that. The world isn't going to be able to refute you or stand against you as you testify about these things. God is building you up in these things by his word, block by block, in an incredible picture that can never be torn down. It's tremendous. Your God fights for you, goes forward with you. And so once again, stand firm in this and hang on to it. Those are actually Jesus' words in the very last verse. Stand firm. The Greek word for that is patiently endure. By patient endurance, you will gain life. This is your future based on the word of God. This is your future through faith in the Lord. And this is the hope God gives his people. That heaven is coming. Just wait for it. Amen. Please stand. We join together in confessing our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Heavenly Father, what incredible wisdom and plans are yours to design and carry out our salvation in Jesus Christ. We stand on earth and marvel at your grace to us and the hope you fill us with and what is yet to come. Fill us with confidence in our lives. Bring forth faithfulness to you and your word. 
Bless our sister Cheryl Niles as she prepares for hip surgery and undergoes it tomorrow. Renew her health and put praise on her lips as she marvels at your mercy. Lord, help Darcy Mueller in her grief as she mourns the passing of her husband, Glenn, just yesterday. While funeral arrangements are pending, give her confidence by your promise that Glenn's present right now is to be with you. Support our, our sister in her need. And a week ago today, our teacher Andy Dice received a call to be a teacher in South Milwaukee. Give wisdom to Andy and Bonnie during these deliberations and lead them in your kingdom where they may best serve you and your people. We pray these things in your name as we join to pray. Our Father, Jesus Christ on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying take and eat this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me then he took the cup gave thanks and gave it to them saying drink from it all of you this is my blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me and the peace of the Lord be with you always Please be seated for the distribution.